Hi, I'm Shanna. Welcome to Pro Organizer Marketing Made Simple. Each week, we'll dive into simple, effective ways to attract new clients for your professional organizing business. Let's jump in. Hi, Samantha. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining me today. Absolutely. Well, Samantha Brown is on the show today. She is a professional organizer and life coach. And today we are going to talk about the evolution of her business, where she started, what that path has looked like as she has adapted her business model, and what has kept her going. So that's kind of a lot, Samantha. Yeah, (laughs) I'm excited. Yes. So do you want to start first how you became a professional organizer and then kind of where you went from there? Yeah. um, I hate to say sometimes, but it actually is kind of the cliche thing of I saw it on Netflix (laughs) Uh (laughs) that it was an actual business. And I thought, wow, people do that for a living. Like it, it was not even in my sphere of like ideas or, you know, like I didn't always grow up wanting to be a professional organizer. Right. Um, It's not really been a career path that has been presented to us. Right. right. Yeah. Like in high school, they're not like, would you like to be a professional organizer? Cause that would be awesome if they did. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so it kind of went from there and then I went ahead and did my own home first because once I realized and watched what decluttering was doing for other people, and I was in a moment of, I had younger kids, I had just junk everywhere from when they were little, little, and it just got me to this place where I was like, that's it. I want my space back. And so I went on this like crazy probably three or four day thing where I went through my whole house. I got rid of like everything and mainly my personal closet and then my pantry that I had been wanting. Like I would kind of hide my face walking past those places Mm. in my home because they were so cluttered and the weight that it, that came off of me, I ended up being like, wow, like if I feel this much different and how much better I feel as a mom, as a wife, just as a a homeowner, you know, I can do this for other people. Yeah. And so it became this thing of, of wanting to help other women not have the crazy stress at home that I had been living in before I realized this was a thing. Yeah. Well, when, when was that? When did you go through Um, that? At this, I think it's been about three years now. So it's been very quick. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you got your start by organizing your own home and you thought I could do this. What, what do you, do you feel like it was like a natural ability for you or do you feel like you got inspired and made it happen? Well, so before then I had always been like, you know, I would do side hustles, right? Like I would do like network marketing things, or I, you know, had kind of a side cleaning business. So I've always been someone that like on the side was like an entrepreneur at heart. And I kept telling my husband, I was like, I'm going to invent something. I'm going to (laughs) create something, you know? And I honestly always thought it would be like some product, you know? And it hit me one day, like I, so I believe in God and I was spending time with God one day and I had this moment of like, oh my gosh, I invented something. Mm like my business, it, I, I created something out of nothing. And mm-hmm. so 
you know, I was able to go to my husband and be like, see, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> any any day that we can go to our husbands and say that is a good day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's great. So how did you go from, um, so how did you get started? Did you um, reach out to neighbors and friends and start with hourly packages? Like, how did that look? How did you make the leap from doing it for yourself to doing it for others for money? So I am a huge researcher. And so I spent probably like a solid, I don't know, a couple of months with it being like my quote unquote side hustle where Mm -hmm. I was still doing my 40 hour a week job. And at my job, I was secretly like listening to podcasts and, you know, creating my website and doing all of the side things to get it launched. And then from there, I just like I kept hearing on on women's podcasts about organizing or business or whatever it was, they kept saying like, tell everyone, you've got to tell people that this is what you're doing now. Sure. And what And what's so funny is as I started to tell people, I remember this moment of all of a sudden people were calling me for house cleanings. Mm. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not what I'm doing anymore. Right. Yeah. Kind of creating that distinction, I think, is is a is a big. I don't want to say struggle, but it's it's one of those things. Creating the awareness of the differences that I've I've heard a lot of organizers say they've had to draw their line in the sand. Here's what organizers can help you with. Here's what a cleaner can help you with. Yes, and you know, and I know a lot of people don't mind to do both. And I had my few clients that I still cleaned for because they had become like family, and sure. so I felt like I should just still help them. But I did get to this point where I had to draw the line in the sand. And so when the phone call would come in, and even if it was someone that back when I was cleaning didn't want my services, and now that I'm organizing, all of a sudden they want me to clean, you know, mm-hmm. and even though I knew them or like, you know, they were ex coworkers or whoever they were, I I had to get to that same place where I was like, no, here's what I can do for you. Like I can help de-stress your life by helping you go through your clutter and then I haul it off for you. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I know everyone has their different things they do, but I've always done a three hour package at the end of the three hours, I haul everything away. And in my area, that's what sets me apart from the other organizers that do this is, A, I don't know if they haul it off or not, but Mm -hmm. every time that I say the words declutter in this area, or I haul off all your donations and your trash, the women's faces light up like, what? I need that. Yes. (laughs) Or they know someone else that needs it, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. That's great. How did you, um, what sort of infrastructure did you have to set up to have that business model? Like, uh, were you having people, were you manually uh, setting up consultations on the calendar? Were you uh, having people pay via check? What were some of the infrastructure pieces that you had for that business model? Yeah, that's really good. So I had to, of course, go set up a business bank account, um, you know, checkings and savings because I wanted the savings side to put my quote unquote 40% taxes in because I did not want to get hit at the end of the year with all of a sudden I owe all this money and I don't have it in the bank to give. Right. Very important. And the sheer um, separating personal finances from business finances is huge. Yes, because it's very easy, especially when you're first getting started, 
to not make that distinction. And, you know, at the beginning, because we all do start this as a side hustle before we decide to make it a business. And so at the beginning, it seems like you're getting all of this money, you know, because you are getting all of this money. The second you go legit and you're like, okay, I'm jumping all in. This is my business. I'm creating this infrastructure and making it into something. The second you do that, 40% right off the top goes to the government. Right. <laughs> God bless right. you, well, government. <laughs> right. Well, not even to mention overhead of website. And if you have a calling service or if you use Calendly for scheduling appointments, I mean, there's uh, there's a lot to it. I think. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we're and all people, small business owners. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that's where we also have to make sure we're informing our clients. Cause I've had to have that conversation many a times of when they look at the price and they're like, why is this so expensive? Right. And I'm like, here's what, you, what you, the side that you're not seeing is that right off the top, 40% does not come to me. And then I have all these other things I'm paying for, my time, my hauling off the donations in the trash, right. my gas, you know. And so just being aware and not being afraid to have those conversations, we don't have to be rude about it. Mm -hmm. If we just inform them, most of the time they're like, oh, okay, now I understand why it's so expensive. Right. And and that's not even touching on the expertise specialty side of things because I mean you wouldn't you would you you pay a lawyer an hourly rate because they have a skill set and an expertise. I think when it is a lawyer or when it's a doctor or something that we kind of see as maybe very professional, I think it's easy to um explain that cost. But I think that it it can be uncomfortable when we're explaining our own hourly rate. But I think it's I think what you just said is important is sharing what um what the the infrastructure of the business involves, but also they're getting value, they're getting expertise. And so focusing on the value that you provide. And and I think you you said it really well a little bit ago of um, removing stress from their life, like literally hauling the stress away. <laughs> yeah. I think and I, I think making sure that we, because we're willing to pay for those doctors or those, you know, professionals, right. quote unquote, because we know what they can do for us. Right. But, but for an organizer, I think that's where the gap is sometimes is, you know, like a lot of times when someone calls me, they know they're in a place of they need help. Mm -hmm. They don't really know what they need or how they need it or why they need it. They just know they need help. And so for me, knowing when I answer the phone that they're at that place that they're finally reaching out for help and having that compassion and that understanding that, hey, I may need to explain a few things to them and I might have to hold their hand and walk them through, or they might be a client that knows exactly what organizing is, understands exactly what the value is and could care less about the money. You know, sure. like you kind of have one or the other, but always being ready to just, you know, have your why. Like that's kind of on my podcast. That's I, I've talked about this multiple times, but it's because I truly believe it. Like have your why. Why is this so important to you? Why are you doing this for other women? Not just you know, what are you getting out of it? That's important for behind the scenes for yourself to keep going when days get hard. But why is it that you can tell them? Like, what is it you're going to do for them that they should pay you that amount of right. money? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and being able to clearly communicate that is 
um, is kind of it's is critical critical for every stage of the business model. Absolutely. So you had so so business not model number one, you had local services offering local professional organizing services where people contacted you, scheduled consultations, you you went in for three hours, you hauled all their things away. Um, that was business model number one. Yes. And at some point, because we've talked about this offline, that you have evolved your business from that and actually a couple of times. So tell me what um, what the next iteration of that business model was and why why you changed or why it changed. So it actually was that I got certified as a life coach. And the way I ended up finding that or like coming into the awareness of that life coaching or business coaching was a thing was because I was, there was almost a not disconnect with my clients, but I knew that I could give them more value if I had some sort of not certification, but you know, training, I guess is a better sure. word. If or like I had some a framework or a structure to work from. Yes. Yeah. For my organizing clients was what it originally started as. And so that's why I got certified as a life coach. And then the more I got into it, the more that I realized how much I loved it, like the actual coaching and the, you know, having a conversation with someone and them walking away and and telling me later, like, you have no idea what that did for me, or you have no idea how much that helped me. Like it, it became its own thing separate of the actual organizing. Okay. So then all of us, all of a sudden in the mornings, I was doing my sessions for organizing my three hour session. I was giving myself, you know, time to haul the stuff off, have like 30 minutes to eat a quick, you know, whatever, not great. And, <laughs> and then I was rushing home and doing like two to three life coaching sessions in the afternoon from my okay. computer. So how did you, um, so you kind of, so, so how did you find your, your clients? Well, I actually, so I kind of the same thing, honestly. Um, I had a few people that I had actually organized for that when I told them that I was a coach, they were like, oh, I want to coach with you. And so then I would be meeting my actual organizing client on Zoom or on the phone. Um, and even, and it also opened up an avenue of, you know, because you, you grow a bond with people when you're organizing with them, when you're in their stuff and in their drawers and you know, sure. like you it can be like therapy. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so when there's been quite a few people that when I've gotten done with their sessions, they're like, wait, you're leaving. Like, what do you mean you're leaving? I still need you in my life. Like I need that, <laughs> you know, these conversations yeah. and all of this stuff. And so it, it just kind of became its own separate thing, but it added on very nicely. And it was because of the okay. organizing business. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what, what would that structure look like? Would it be, um, did, would you sell like a, a package of six coaching sessions or what did that look like? Cause you, you very clearly packaged the three hours plus haul away. What was the package for the life coaching? So I have never been a good person when it comes to packaging. Okay. I've always been a person that I'm like, 
listen, I'll meet you where you are. I get that this stuff is expensive. So whatever you can do when you can do it type thing of when it comes to the sessions, but here is the price. And I did, I started out at 67 an hour and I did that because immediately the 40% that goes off the top to the government. And so I thought to myself, okay, about 40 bucks or it was like 42, whatever the number was. To me, that was worth my time to come home and set for an hour. Like that was the very minimum worth my time sure. because I could be doing, a, you know, organizing or, or other things. And so it kind of, you know, I just started there. Like I just started with what I had and what I knew and and what I would have been willing to pay for the value mm-hmm. that I was giving um, even when I didn't have much money in the bank. And I wanted to make sure, especially at first, that I was able to help anyone like, and that price didn't become something that because they couldn't afford, so we couldn't do. I wanted to still be able to help them. Sure. And so I've actually, um, I've had a couple people that I've ended up coaching them, not for free by any means, but I have kind of like gifted them you know, a session. Like I had a lady that um, she has always paid me very well through organizing and she was going through some stuff. And I kind of added it on at the end of our session one day for as like a gift to her of like, hey, let's just sit down and have a conversation for an hour. And you tell me kind of what you're going through, because I recognized during the session that day that she was in a breaking moment and that she needed a conversation. And so, yeah, it there really was no quote unquote structure for that one. It was just, you know, priced per hour. And it was every single person was completely different that I was helping. Okay. And so you probably had some sort of framework or structure from your life coaching training that you went through. What did that yeah. look like? Um, so it kind of depended on what they were going through. Like, was it more goal or oriented? Was it more um, emotional? Was it, you know, depending on what it was, kind of decided the framework of how the hour would go. But a lot of times with coaching, it really is a matter of starting the session kind of the same way with organizing. Like, what are we trying to get out of this hour? Mm -hmm. You know, what is it that that you need in this moment? And at the end of this hour to walk away and feel like, wow, that we we hit the mark like that was so worth it that was so good and so it's really just that like setting it up from the get go of what they need and it's so amazing that like just through a conversation and me being curious and holding that space for them and asking questions and allowing them the time to kind of talk it out it seems like every single session always kind of wraps itself up nicely in a neat little bow, you know, kind of the way that organizing sessions do. Like, you know, you just, you find your flow and, and people want to be heard and they need to be heard. You know, that's why counseling works. I know I'm not saying coaching is counseling because it's not, but that's why therapy and counseling and those types of things do work and why coaching works for business is because, And honestly, it's also why I've created the third part of my business, you know, is because this is what people need. Like they need to be able to be heard. Yeah. And with the, with the coaching and I've actually, I've actually been coached. Uh, I had a business coach and then um, we just 
stayed in contact for a really long time. Um, since I was probably, I don't know, 12, 13 years ago. So I don't know what wow. that was then, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's, and it's, it's a place where, um, you know, they're not, the coach isn't there to necessarily give you answers, but they're there to ask questions mm-hmm. and they're there to, um, ask you where you're struggling and, you know, if what's holding you back and all of these things that you really don't ever take the time to stop and ask yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, although I do have, I'm kind of reaching forward because I have a little, um, I have a little note card on my, my desk here. Oh yeah. It says, um, it says, am I procrastinating? <laughs> Why am I procrastinating? Do I need more info? Do I need to break the task into smaller tasks? Do I need processing time? Do I need a deadline? So things like that, that it's, I I learned through coaching just Mm -hmm. because a lot of times we're so busy, we don't stop to see what's actually going on. And then there can be that accountability piece too. Absolutely. Okay. Not not only that, but it also really is a matter of finding someone that knows the answers are already in you, the client. Mm-hmm. You just have to be curious and come with with a an openness and a curiosity and help someone pull those answers out of themselves. Sure. What um what training program do you suggest for life coaching if someone else is interested in adding that to their their toolbox as an organizer? Yeah, so it was actually really on the cheaper side, in my opinion, of um, which is how I found it, but they're phenomenal. It's a husband and wife team, and it's called Transformation Academy. <clears throat> and they they work very well with one another, and it's all it's it's like courses. So it's all video model, and you do it at your own pace. And then it comes with like this huge printout and all of these books and PDFs. and um they've done a fantastic job. and they have like, I don't know, probably a hundred different courses to choose from. Um, And they're on Udemy, which is where I always kind of got it from. But then they also have this like $15 a month membership where you can get access to some of their courses. And so I found them through Udemy is, which is a, a, um, a learning platform that has like every kind of learning, anything that you could possibly need. Yes. I've, I've done something on there. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, I'm familiar with that platform. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay. So you're um, at kind of where we're at now with, with the conversation is you started as a professional organizer, you really enjoyed kind of that emotional aspect. You added life coaching to the business. And um, that was sometimes someone who you've done the, the local organizing for, um, just kind of as an add-on. And then this mm-hmm. this third adaptation of your business model is that you're actually helping other, you're coaching other uh, professional organizers, right? Yes. Okay. Tell yes. me about that and how you, how you got there. Okay. So this is what I'm like super excited about. And this was the thing that I was able <clears throat> also to kind of tell my husband, like, see, I told you I created something uh-huh. um, because it it seems like every step along the way has led me here. Like mm-hmm. the things that I learned and the things that as it evolved and as it kept evolving, this is what it has evolved into. And so I love it because everything that I needed when I first started 
that I felt like wasn't out there, which is like small groups and being able to feel heard and having other women that are in the same season of building their organizing business, being able to collab with people and just like bounce ideas. And, you know, but I think where a lot of people, in my opinion, go wrong and where I have felt kind of yucky about doing like online memberships with people is I always feel lost. Like I feel like I don't matter because there's so many people. Yeah. And I feel like that's what I'm offering that others aren't. And that is going to be kind of like my, my secret sauce to this really like working is because if we keep it small, who cares how many groups we need, But as long as the groups are under 10 type thing, and maybe even a little smaller than that, I haven't figured out the exact number yet, but whatever that number is that works to where there's enough people that they can kind of hold each other accountable, they can bounce ideas off one another, they can support one another. And I ended up naming it support equals success because to me, it does like having that support of other women and understanding I'm not alone. And I think as an organizer, we feel alone so often. We lack this, or we can anyway, um, as small business owners, as organizers, especially when you're, um, you're only interacting with your own clients, it does feel like we're on an island sometimes, Mm -hmm. um, just because we aren't in an office collaborating with colleagues. We're in our own spaces. That community is very important. It really is. And I've been learning about like memberships here recently because I was like, I don't want this to be like a course that people take because it's got to have community. Like I need that community aspect. And so what I've realized is they say to have a membership, you should have community content and uh, there's a third C. Um, Oh, coaching. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hello. And so, of course, I bring the coaching, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of where I started the the um, pro organizers coach podcast is because I wanted to give something for free. I wanted to, you know, do what I could of the coaching. And and I love podcasts like I'm a podcast junkie and, I, you know, (laughs) so I had to create a podcast like I just had to. And um, it's been amazing, like the women I've met and like, you know, even meeting you or there's like the community is there for podcasters. Yeah. But for organizers, where's that community? And it's almost like in a real estate office, you know, like each person's their own boss and their own um, business owner, but they get to come into the office once a week or, you know, and have that time with other real estate professionals. And That's what I feel like we're lacking in the industry. Okay. Yeah. Um, So you mentioned having small groups and keeping them to 10. So the idea is that you would have um, people would reach out to you or you would go to your, go to your website, which is proorganizerscoach.com. Yes. And there are you taking applications or submissions and then you'll kind of divvy people up. And then what does that, what does that framework look like? Yeah. So right now um, we're offering it for free because we want help building it into what people actually need. Okay. So through the end of the year, it's completely free. And right now what we're doing is we have divvied people out into um, the getting started phase, the 
which is like, oh, I have an idea. I want to be an organizer all the way up to I've actually launched this thing and I'm organizing for clients. Okay. And then we have the growth phase, which is where you you've started organizing for clients, but it's not where you want it to be. And, you know, that first year or two of, of your business. And then the third is we called seasoned because once you've been doing it for a few years, you you've kind of got your flow, you've got what you do, but you know, that's its own separate group in my opinion. So we divide it into three time spaces because I feel like it's important not to have any kind of like, like I want them to be peers in the groups with one another where they're in the same spot in their business so they can grow together and they can support one another together, not have somebody that's been doing it a really long time and someone that, you know, because there's kind of not a disconnect, but, you know, Um, and so that's really what we're doing. And we're meeting biweekly on Zoom right now as a coaching call. And right now we're actually getting started tomorrow is our first like day. I know I'm so excited to see. And I've had so many women go to the website and, and um, I just put a tab up there for the support equals success because that's what I named it. And it's literally like a couple questions. And then I send them the links of the, you know, Zoom options. And right now I'm giving a couple of times, you know, like one in the morning, one in the afternoon for each of the three tiers, just to kind of see what people need. And I'm just letting it kind of grow itself at this point of just, mm-hmm. and and meeting women where they are and and figuring out from them, like, what do you think you need? What is this, you know, and making sure that we keep my goal in this, like the vision, right, of hopefully what it becomes is that each group will have their own mini Zoom meetings. But then as a Facebook group, all of the getting started will have their own, all of the growth will have their own, and all of the season will have their own. Okay. That they can support one another and that we can record each of the meetings and put them up in that Facebook group. So if you miss one or so you can get to know the other people, um, and then overall, we have just the Facebook group for pro organizers coach that anyone can become a part of. But those the the meetings, the coaching, the membership, all of that after the beginning of the year is I think we're going to do more of like a membership type kind of like Netflix okay. or something sure. um, to have access to it. But Janelle and I were talking about how we are also going to have like a theme for each month of whether it's marketing or, you know, that mm-hmm. that and have like a challenge and just different things to kind of, you know, coach them. So there's coaching along with the community and along with everything else. Great. Well, and that's all of that sounds really um, exciting. It sounds really exciting. It sounds really fun. It sounds necessary and needed based on the um, the interaction and the interest that you're getting from people. Yes. And I think that's, you know, as small business owners, kind of our superpower is adaptability in that we get into a business model, like your original one as an organizer. And you're like, what else can I have that, or, you know, what else do I, do I have that can make this experience better? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, I think it's great to always be adapting to what your clientele needs. And it sounds like you're really open to um, kind of basing your model on what's necessary, but you also have plans to monetize uh, yes. from 
uh, into that to that membership. So as of right now, are you still doing these local local service organizing or have you transferred? So I'm kind of at, I literally like three days ago, I had that, that knowing feeling of like, all right, it's, it's moving. Like the, the wind is moving Uh of, you know, because the groups are starting and I know that, you know, after the beginning of the year, the groups and the podcast are going to be more of my focus. I'm, I still love organizing and I still am going to have clients of people reach out to me just because I love to do that for people but it's not going to be my main focus anymore. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But also having those, the, the various versions of the business model, it does keep you a a little bit flexible with Mm -hmm. what's working now versus, you know, in 2020, we all saw our businesses kind of come to a screeching halt, some of them, um, based on what was going on in the world. So with, um, so with, I'm just kind of thinking through your business. So do you have an overall business name and then you've just kind of offered these various services based on what you're offering and what you're doing? No. So the podcast and the online stuff is totally separate from the in-person stuff. Okay. And yeah, so that's why I'm able like the in-person, um, actual organizing. And then I still have some of my like more emotional life coaching clients. Like I have a handful of them that I love and I'm still helping, but I, the goal is to get it completely to where the podcast and the membership and all of that online is my main focus and what I can grow for others because I see the need. Like I didn't know what I was creating when I invented quote unquote pro organizers coach. I just knew that I was a coach and I was an organizer and that I could help other women that, you know, and I, and I also knew that it wasn't so long ago that I first started that I've forgotten the mm-hmm. struggles and what I've walked through. And so I knew there was a need. I just didn't know what it looked like. And so I've literally, like you said, allowed it to evolve itself just through conversations I've had with women and just through listening during, you know, my coaching and during the podcast episodes when I'm interviewing women and all of those things, I'm just listening right now. And, and so I can grow what needs to be grown. So what sort of advice would you offer someone who is in a similar situation of, you know, they love certain aspects of the business, um, but they're maybe interested in exploring some additional things. I guess my, my main question is, um, how do you stay focused on building a business while also being adaptable? Has this been a struggle for you? Um, yes and no. So I've always been kind of multi-passionate, you know, like just that person that like, you know, I'm very not looking for the new thing, but there does come that place of over time, you kind of get wisdom of like, what is shiny new syndrome that I need to ignore Mm -hmm. compared to, oh no, this really is something that I need to pay attention to because it's either repeating itself in front of me or I'm hearing, you know, and so I think it's more of listening to yourself is important because we know in our gut 
but also allowing that time frame where a lot of us are like, oh, I'm jumping into the new thing. I'm going to do it. And we forget about the old thing. Mm-hmm. We don't give it any space to kind of like grow or or do, you know, if we can just give it some time and give ourselves some time to see, is this thing going to grow? Does it, is it actually a need? Um, do we need it to get, take another certification or do we need to, you know, put another tool in our tool belt for, you know, whatever that thing is, we've got to give it time to kind of be simmering on the back burner sure. without it being like front and center, the only thing that we're focused on. Yeah. So not necessarily jumping, you know, having an idea today and jumping all in <laughs> tomorrow, because right. that's easy to do. You can, yes. um, you can, you know, buy buy or do jump into some some new training courses for the new thing. You can buy some new programs for the new mm-hmm. thing. And sometimes that's that's really exciting because it feels like you're doing something yes. <laughs> and you're making progress. But but it might also just be a distraction. So I think I think what you're saying is wise in being able to differentiate those things. So that you're not splintering yourself off into too many. Yeah. And, and if something's already working, keeping that front and center, like no matter what else I had going on, my organizing clients and business was still my main source of income and still my main focus, no matter what else was happening. You know, you've got to know what the things are that are the most important and that need your focus, no matter any other thing that happens. Yep. That's very wise. Well, everything that you are offering sounds super fun, Samantha. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Now, people can find you at proorganizerscoach.com. Mm-hmm. You mentioned your podcast, with, which is Pro Organizers Coach. And is that on Spotify, iHeartRadio, yep. all the things? Okay, yep. cool. And then social media, I'm assuming it's at proorganizerscoach. Yes, on Instagram. Okay. And then we've also got um, a Facebook group that is Pro Organizers Coach group that right now um, is open to like everyone and will always be open for free to everyone. Um, And then, of course, we will splinter off the the, the membership side of things, but we'll always have that Facebook group and the Instagram and, you know, just trying to reach and love on and like show as much as we can without, you know, being too stressed. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. Well, what I'll do is I will put all of that, your um, your website, your podcast, and um, the Facebook group. I will link all of that in the show notes so that people can be sure to find you. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Pro Organizer Marketing Made Simple. Head over to the website for full show notes at proorganizermarketing.com. There, you can also sign up for free tools and resources to grow your business. See you next time.